Welcome to Gay to Z episode. Episode six. It's been a long week for both of us, and it's been very warm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So this week we're talking about Glee. I I still think that sounds like it. I don't know if it does. Not really, Simon. I'm sorry. So yeah, oh, I, so I'm Kiva. Oh, I'm Simon. Yeah, and today we're also joined by a very, very special guest. Ooh. National treasure, well. Bell. Hello. Hello. Hi. I was just letting y'all do your intro and I was like, should I be silent? I felt <laughs> like I was hiding. <laughs> yeah, no, um, happy to be here, you guys. Oh, happy to have you. Delighted to have you here, Eve. Um, that sorry, was, that was a bit distressing. <laughs> <but all right. laughs> um, so for those who don't know, Eve, if you've been living under a rock, um, Eve is a beautiful, talented um, singer, songwriter, hailing from the hills of Donegal residing in Dublin um, and she's also one of my best friends for many years and she's very special to me um, yeah so I've wow. introduced you you don't really need to give an introduction for yourself I guess yeah, that's but... legit that's kind of all, all there is to say on, um, on that yeah yeah so, but so yeah tell us about yourself other than what I just said other, other than that <laughs> other yeah. than that yeah um, yes I am um, a musician and human being um living in dublin at the moment um just trying to survive the pandemic um mm-hmm. and life um i feel like the nature of gay to z i should also mention i am a bisexual woman um so that yes. puts me in the gay category some yeah. might say <laughs> um so yeah very excited to be here chatting and yeah Class. We're very um, excited to have you. Yeah, Simon, I'm very excited Simon personally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Kiva, I'm not. I don't know what I'm gonna say. What if I get really nervous? <laughs> oh no! Oh, I just really like Eve's music. I think it's class. Um, can't wait to boogie yeah. to it at some point in the future. Oh wow! Yeah. So yeah, just <laughs> ignore me swooning all episode, guys, because that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> so sweet. Cute. Um, cute. Anyway. So yeah, um, Simon, do we want to ask Eve any questions about um, being a queer woman in the music industry in Ireland? Like, what does that look like? Do you face any struggles? Or like, have you noticed a difference from like after you came out publicly, I guess, or anything like that? I think... Obviously, 
for me coming out was like a weird experience because it was very gradual mm. um because my official like coming out online was like a tweet um and I was like oh yeah just so everybody actually knows like I'm bi but like all of my tweets before that were like women um so yeah. like anyone who'd been <laughs> following me for like any amount of time was like yeah like obviously yeah um but I think yeah like there's a really nice community of LGBT musicians in like in Ireland you know there's a lovely community of musicians like that are just very supportive of each other and I feel like coming out is very positive in terms of like you know suddenly being kind of a part of that conversation um yeah in terms of just being a queer woman like being a bi woman in general like obviously comes with a bit of you know there's a lot of kind of misconceptions and and stereotypes that come with that but I think the the more you're the more there's people that are like open about it and like open to conversations about it like that gradually sort of dispels that stereotype and it means that like more people the more people come out the more people are comfortable coming out in the future and stuff so I've been quite lucky to be around a lot of LGBT queer people um growing up and like have a lot of friends who were who were like out and open about their sexuality long before I was so <laughs> I kind of had that experience of just like watching people have like some negative experiences but also like really really positive experiences so mm. um, by the time I came out I was kind of surrounded by a lot of people who were obviously going to support me anyway yeah, um, yeah. And, and in a music sense and in like other areas of my life so generally it's been like positive but it's um, obviously life is a highway and things are are strange there's nuances to it yeah yeah (laughs) we cars reference i was gonna say rascal flats friends for the the fans out there yeah lightning queen friend of the z friend of the lightning queen yeah 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 um yeah um i don't i but let me start that sentence again um i don't know why i i jumped to like um oh have you faced any struggles because like obviously you know it doesn't have to be a negative experience it can also be very positive and also you know like in the music industry and and in any kind of creative industries like more than likely you're going to get more people who are kind of open-minded and yeah going to be more of an accepting um work environment you know yeah compared to a lot of other ones um <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. really lovely to hear more than anything it just oh, makes yeah. me quite happy to be like oh that sounds like a really nice sort of like yeah. positive environment to be in it's an interesting one from like a creative standpoint as well like being a like a bisexual creative because like a lot of my like my music is all like depressing heartbreak <laughs> music um and like most of my relationships because like i i kind of didn't really come out until like a year or two ago most of my relationships in life have been with men so like from my music like obviously I'm a queer person making music but my Mm. music wouldn't be obviously queer to a listener so there is that element of it as well of like you know there, there are some artists who like their queerness is much more of a part of their creative process and like sometimes there is that like imposter syndrome that comes with bisexuality of being like 
does everybody know that I'm bi at all times? Because <laughs> yeah. or else, like, is it even real? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they're, like, they're sad as well. But like, that's I feel like more of like an internal bisexual struggle than like a structural music industry issue. But mm. it's an interesting one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I I absolutely get you. Um, do you think that that's something that like you would want to kind of explore in your music a bit more in the future? Like, you know, kind of talk about your queer identity more like through your songs or yeah absolutely I think it's something that I'm like comfortable expressing like in conversation now more so than I was like a year ago or two years ago like I'm very comfortable in it now as like a part of who I am and like my identity and everything and I think like hopefully that always kind of has a knock-on effect on like creative processes because like I think if there's any kind of anxiety or nervousness around a topic in your head it's not going to flow naturally in in a creative way so like hopefully yeah it's like something it is something I would like to kind of talk about and explore in songwriting but like hopefully that will follow on from like being comfortable talking about it you know in other areas of life so yeah yeah I look forward to it yeah yeah um okay so do we want to talk about the news guys roll theme tune yeah <laughs> um theme so- theme tune will be out of <laughs> oh shit i was wanting the live experience Kiva, go simon said that the news theme machine was scary i think it's like a very like charlie xtx latest album like hyper pop <laughs> moment and that was here. kind of like the vibe yeah. i was going for to be honest Kiva did it for the gays <laughs> yeah, i did honestly. i did just I like did. charlie that's like that you pause and take poppers at that point of the podcast yeah so that's okay like get fucking your ready to break. hear this yeah. shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> thank you um yeah so basically What's been happening, Kiva? Here's what's been happening, guys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I wanted to mention friend of the pod, Lil Nas X. Um, he is putting out um, a new song, which will be out tomorrow at the time of recording. So whenever you guys hear this episode, it'll already be out. So go stream. You was never really rooting for me anyway. When I back up at the top, I want to hear you say, um called industry baby which is like a song that he has been kind of teasing for like a while and the fans have been like release industry baby like we want that song it sounds so good blah 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 um and then so you guys i'm sure have heard of the whole satan shoes nike thing which we actually mentioned in in the e episode the, with tom yeah. yeah um so yeah he, he then like for the past like kind of few weeks has been mentioning like this like lawsuit with um nike over this the satan shoes 
with the drop of blood or whatever in in the soul because it was like Nike didn't actually it wasn't like a real collab with Nike or whatever it was just like these shoes were Nike shoes and but it was just kind of like for PR type thing um so he's been like making jokes about like this court case and like being like oh guys but like what if I actually go to jail blah 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 so I was like god like this is crazy and I was like god this wonder will this be like one of those court cases that's like you know broadcast or whatever and like I was like anticipating hearing loads about it in the news and blah 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 um then he drops this little video of him uh him as the like um accused person in the stand and also the judge and also the 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 defense lawyer and the uh, prosecute prosecution lawyer me trying to say words i don't know um him acting as all these people and it was like this video teasing his new song industry baby so the whole thing was literally just like a marketing but i believed it and I, so I'm just, I just thought that was really cool and it was really clever. And, and um, so it's actually like not a real court case. And he's just, cause he's been, he's been fully like teasing, like mentioning this for the past like few weeks and like made, made a TikTok about it, like was tweeting about it. And I was like, gosh, this is crazy. Like, and then it was actually just all like promo for his new song and music video that's coming out. So I just thought that was very clever and funny. And I think like his marketing game is just like, next level point yeah so um, yeah i was gonna ask like is so was it was the like the whole thing planned or was it more just like he got such backlash from the nike thing that then like he was like i'm gonna capitalize off it yeah i feel like it was probably that because that was like a while ago sounds like well he's so, really masterminded he's this for really, like months like, which is like, so impressive i think no i it think it is a whole like i think because the montero mm-hmm. campaign that had the whole like hell motif and like the video and everything. Yeah, yeah. I think this is one big marketing campaign. Like, yeah, I to be fair, was, I actually wouldn't be surprised. People were always going to be like blasphemy mm. at like him, mm. like giving state no he lap dance, like good for him, oh, God, king yeah, behavior. Yeah, yeah. But like, people were always going to like react really badly to that. So like him making a whole moment of like oh I'm getting sued and then that like leading into like I'm not actually getting sued but being sued is like the whole bit like yeah. it's so clever but like I would say that it was planned well, like, I love that. yeah to be yes. fair yeah I would I actually wouldn't be surprised if he had planned this the whole time because he just seems like he really like thinks ahead of like okay how do I make this into like a funny meme and like just like kill the promo and blah 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 like oh big fan um so yeah um the other thing was other friend of the pod lord just dropped a new single maybe i the stone that the nails are on maybe i Now, I'm not going to lie, I actually haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> I haven't had time. <laughs> Neither have I. Sorry, pause the podcast. <laughs> Let me play yeah. it into the microphone. 
So, Simon, do you want to just... Um... Yeah, I, don't worry. I got you covered. I've listened yeah. to it multiple times. Class, class. Um, oh my gosh it's i i really like it um but i don't was i gonna say anything different no (laughs) No, um it is very different in energy in terms of it is a lot sadder and more like existential than um solar power um a couple of people are saying it feels a little bit like a sort of like predecessor or like is that the word like i guess like a sequel to ribs Um, in that it's kind of like reflecting on growing older, but it's now from the perspective of like being older as well. Um, And like, if you made the right decisions and it's very um, like dreamy and quite mellow and like not something that I necessarily would have imagined as a single because it doesn't seem like the type of thing that'll like kill the charts or anything like that. But Mm. I really like it and it's still got that nice kind of like guitar-y vibe that I think the album's going for. So it feels like it's like really like, like tight in terms of what she's doing um like musically and yeah i'm just pumped can't wait to hear it in the castle kiva oh my god i was like what the <laughs> hell are you talking about oh my god yes in italy i just have to remind our listeners every week that we're going to see lord in a castle <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so awesome. yeah that's so cool um, um but yeah it's good um awesome. i recommend going to listen to it was um, there a video i think i I don't think so. I think there's a visualizer, but I haven't watched it. Um, oh my gosh, have I shown you as well? The Last FM, like, photo for it's really funny. Yeah, um, I feel like you put it on social media or something. I did indeed. Let me see if I can find it Is that, it like, again. her actual No, it must just thing. be, it's really blurry, but it's a photo of her being, like, literally stoned at the nail salon. Yeah. And it says, help, I'm being stoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like a really shit edit for those listening at home and we'll post it on our instagram story um we're going yeah, to give her the ginger nut <laughs> um, um but yeah it's yeah. good um i had a good time some people don't like it i think um okay. people like are people yeah people expect whatever. basically people expect green light every time she releases a song um, yeah, and yeah. she can't she can't do it again because then Greenlight wouldn't be as like special. So um, exactly. Also, I, I feel like, like she's it. not someone who cares about like yeah. releasing like a big pop hit for like radio plays and blah 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 like chart success. So like yeah. I don't know why people are surprised at that. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, uh, sorry. Going ahead. No, I just uh, Simon also sent me a funny tweet which I retweeted on the Gacy Twitter. Um, that was like, oh, the, what do you call it? The like yellow car from Cars was the intro oh. for that song. Like the girl, the girl car, Cars don't have genders in the film. Um, yeah, we've no, established that. <laughs> um, yeah, so go check that out on our Twitter, guys. Um, yeah, okay, what was the other thing I was going to mention? Oh yeah, just um, also friend of the pod, Jamie Lovato. Yeah, so we, we had... Um, Friend of the pod, friend of me, Finn, beautiful non-binary pal, was on talking about, like, um, Demi as a kind of um, representative, I guess, of the non-binary community and, like, um, certain comments that they made about uh, misgendering and blah, blah, blah. So we talked about that in the last episode. But then just, like, this week, um, I've just seen Demi sharing a lot of... um, kind of little infographics and stuff about pronouns and um, kind of like responding to people doing that dumb argument of like, they, them, it it can't be used 
as a singular pronoun. This doesn't make grammatical sense, which is obviously not fucking true. That's not um, true. Yeah, literally, like, you're wrong. Um, so, yeah, I just thought, like, you know, it's quite nice to see, you know, someone with a huge platform sharing stuff like that, that, like, a lot of people mm. are going to see then. And, yeah, we love to see that positive representation. So thank you, Demi, friend of the pod. Um, let's get Demi on the pod as well yeah I feel like every oh, yeah. week I'm like which 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 major pop singer should we get on the podcast yeah, they're doing bits <laughs> at the minute like they have a podcast and also like a new late night talk show coming out or I don't know if it's late night oh but like oh, wow. uh, like the That's Demi so Lovato good. show so wow, Demi's doing bits um, so maybe they come on the pod as well anyway so, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh Demi should come on our podcast to promote um, all their, their podcasts well. and their yeah. show <laughs> to, all, yeah. to all our listeners <laughs> um, yeah and we'll then so, go on their show as like a, as like a okay as like, a little like, favour yeah. as a little favour <laughs> to them yeah um, <laughs> so yeah I think that's all the news we wanted to keep it brief today so yeah, music time. our topic's gonna be very long yeah <laughs> Okay, so let's set the scene, first of all. Oh. So Glee Glee started in 2009, correct? I thought you were going to go for a cheeky, the year was 2009. (laughs) Oh, yeah, sorry. Reset, reset. Reset. The year was 2009. (laughs) Um, I don't know what I'm going to say next. So, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what was happening in 2009? Oh, I know. First of all, Lady Gaga's iconic VMAs performance of Paparazzi was in 2009. Oh wow! Which I, I watch on repeat. You know, with the like blood coming out and yes, the audible so gasp good. from the audience for where they didn't know if it was real for a second and iconic so that happened in 2009 what else um i'm just googling it oh i think kanye and taylor happened in 2009 as well yes oh my god yeah, VMAs. was like a big year yeah. yeah that was that was like a big vma's year in in history um oh, oh my gosh, Perry another, was like in her prime in what? other gay news uh grinder launched in 2009 <laughs> Oh my wow. god, wow. I was just like, I went on like Pop Buzz to there be like, what go. happened in 2009? And the like third thing is Grinder launches a new dating app for gay and bisexual men. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> and there you look go. what good it's done in the world. <laughs> um, in... Hannah Montana, the movie came out. Yes. Wow. Um, Did Twilight New Moon come out in 2009? Because I know the Twilight one came I out. I feel like. That could be right. I think it was November 2009 that New yeah, Moon came out it and it all started going downhill. <laughs> yeah. Is New Moon the second one? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I, I can't remember if I've seen New Moon or not. I've definitely seen Twilight. Gotta fix that. Gotta watch the whole saga. Twilight doesn't really count as like gay media, but you should talk about it on the podcast. Anyway, I mean, it's very important to the gays. So, yeah, yes. I mean, yeah, that's why we keep bringing up Lorge. Friend of the pod. Yeah. yeah, literally. <laughs> you know, I mean, I feel like, you know, we don't know her sexuality, but really it's because Kristen Stewart it's... is. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. 100%. So, or there's your in. I think she is. Maybe. 
I don't know actually. I'm pretty sure she's bi. I remember reading an article of like oh, maybe you're right, yeah. bi and Kristen Stewart was in there. Um, like, wow. Oh yeah. other 2009 fact, Boom Boom Pie and I Got a Feeling by the Black Eyed Peas both came out and spent 26 weeks at number one. Wow. Like, yeah, oh my god, that was the year that I Got a Feeling had an absolute chokehold choke on society. <laughs> That's so true. Um, I want to know who won the X Factor in 2009. That's the real question. Yeah. Oh. Was that the year that One Direction was on? Oh. Because I feel it, like. It was the year Joe McElderry won. Oh my God. Joe McElderry. Yeah, I think that I d- was, just people calling Joe McElderry. Was that the year One Direction was on? Because I feel like What Makes You Beautiful came out in like 2010. I know this from listening to Midnight Memories podcast. Um, um, it was not because this was the Ollie Murs year. Oh, oh uh, so big I think Pringles fan, they... Ollie Murs. Oh, God. I saw that joke from Aoife, Brian. <laughs> I don't want to be reminded about that. <laughs> um, I think, let's just double check. I think um, 1D. Obama were... became president. 1D with a year after. Okay. So, Sorry, yeah, anyway. <laughs> we hadn't had that cultural reset of One Direction no. yet. Um, yeah. We were in a, in a pre-One Direction world. We are on the cross. <laughs> So anyway, anyway uh, so 2009 is when um, Ryan Murphy changed the world. Yeah. With a little um, show called Glee. Glee! Um, it wasn't for the better. That's what you missed on Glee. No, absolutely not for the better. <laughs> Everything has been worse. Nothing has gone back to how it was before. Oh my gosh, I mean, thing- yeah, this kind of started the Ryan Murphy domination it's reign of terror, reign yeah. Of terror yeah. yeah so like, is this is like first big show i feel like yeah was american horror story not happening by then as well let's oh, find I don't out think so by a little google oh, also yeah, I, I, think, I think it was quite like soon after but i don't think it had started in 2019 so i mean you google her for me i am also i think we should mention very quickly at the top of this um i think we mentioned it briefly at the end of last week's episode but this mm-hmm. wasn't chosen by the wheel um this was yeah. actually chosen by our lovely guest eve so eve would you yeah. like to um justify your decision yeah <laughs> yeah telling us why you wanted us to talk i think about it's you. really important to raise awareness <laughs> um so yeah i rewatched. i watched glee at the time that it came out um probably shouldn't have to be honest I was definitely too young to be watching it at the time but I watched it at the time and then I re-watched it over lockdown one back last March mm. um and the first go through it I enjoyed a lot of it um but it's one of those things that I was like very much watching it with my brain off um yeah but if you actually engage with it at all a lot of it is really problematic, which I think as something that like tried to handle like every single social issue that has ever happened, like they have taken a stab at everything. They handle pretty much everything really badly. (laughs) Um, So it's like, it's interesting because it was some of the first like really groundbreaking queer representation on like mainstream TV. Like it was on E4 Mm -hmm. I don't know if RTE were showing it. No, RTE definitely were showing it. But it was on, like, Channel 4, E4, whatever. Like, people... You could see it, like, all the time. And it was, like, very much marketed towards kids. And there was just a lot of, like, queer representation in it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it's an interesting talking point because 
it was a lot of people's first like introduction to those themes but a lot of those themes were handled in a really problematic way so I think it's like an interesting one to talk about yeah um totally there's also some bops in there um okay yeah, of course. Some, some good tunes um but yeah can we get a lot um, to unpack can we get any bell cover of um loser like me please <laughs> absolutely yes that sorry but um, that's such a banger I remember like it's oh, a good little song. That scene just made me feel so good inside. Um. <laughs> season three was where it, was it? Was that season three? Yeah. Yeah, they started writing original songs. Yeah, yeah I feel like that was like two days. The, yeah. the finale. That's where it's somehow that. getting a whole arrangement to the band. Yeah, Wait, like there's band. Eve, are you telling I us think, that's not um, how it works? Uh, no, I don't want to shatter the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think as well, it's important to talk about the the unseen band in glee club mm. because those guys are th- the weight of the world on yeah. their shoulders they're really yeah. they're really pulling through but um god love yeah. them knowing every modern pop song in history <laughs> yeah you know you know um towards the end of the show uh phineas as in yes. Billie eilish's, Billie eilish's brother. brother and and, yes. and co-person uh is, i, I is was like, looking at you and i was like of Ferbs, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, he's like surely not. No, <laughs> no, not that one. Um, no, he he was like one of the band people in Glee, but he's got really oh, long hair. So that. like he, he like I I didn't realize this either. And then Kleena was like rewatching it again. That's my sister. For those who don't know, um, friend of the pod, friend of the pod, Kleena McGee. Uh, hi, she like copped on and sent me a picture and I was like oh my god but he looks yeah. quite different because he's got like long hair but yeah I feel like he maybe had a couple of lines but he was like there as a musician or whatever he, but yeah he actually oh. has um I don't know why I know this because I feel like I should preface this by saying I have watched up to season three of Glee um and then sort of learned everything else through like either being on Tumblr at the time I feel like you just find out what was happening on Glee like every week mm-hmm. anyway um and then just through like various like friends um different fan fictions online like I feel like I just have like built up the world of Glee that I know and it might not all be factually true but I'm almost certain Phineas's character um is in a queer relationship with um a new guy they bring in in season six who's like a jock who's also gay and like on yeah um, I need to rewatch that I know who you're I know that character again a very interesting they're like this is groundbreaking that he's gay and also a terrible person <laughs> we're not afraid you can be both and it was just like okay thank you that's really what we needed i mean that encapsulates <laughs> ryan murphy as a like gay and probably a terrible person <laughs> yeah very true um sorry you really just brushed over the fanfic there simon so, I just uh, yeah, I, I, to go back to I thought we could get yeah, I thought we could avoid it at all costs. No, no. I didn't write it. I just I always specifically it always came up on um I guess like when this, you searched it. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I was like <laughs> when you typed Sebastian, it Blaine, Finn. <laughs> um, no, um basically I think I had a friend who was really into just like fan fiction as a whole, and I think that's how I found mm. out about it. She was a big directioner and then like I think she wrote, I don't know if she wrote Glee, but she like was like in that sort of Glee area. And when I got Tumblr, I just like found out about Glee fan fiction, like through it. Um, and there was a lot of like, um, 
like gay writing going on. And as someone who was young and still trying to figure out their sexuality, I <laughs> guess it was like sort of formative in like reading all these like <laughs> really like silly, fluffy, queer storylines. I was like, oh, like this is nice. And there was like, oh. it was you could find such weirdly specific ships because the Glee fandom have shipped every single person with every other person yeah. in the fandom. So I remember like Rory Flanagan, the like Irish guy has like <laughs> ships with like every male character going. And I was like, wow, this is real great for me self-inserting myself <laughs> into this. Oh my situation. God. <laughs> So it wasn't um, so yes. it wasn't like smutty fanfic. I um, wouldn't say that on the podcast. <laughs> okay. Keep it wasn't. It was. Sealed. It didn't. Don't censor this groundbreaking content. Okay. Smutty yeah. <laughs> fanfiction is a very important literary genre. It didn't so. start as smutty fanfiction, but I think okay. just the natural progression of like coming to terms it with one's sexuality mm. is to get into the sexy side of it as well. Yeah. Um, I feel and that. gleeks are freaks. That's that's all that can be said. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and wow. some of it was good, and some of it was not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and that's all that should Incredible be said on the issue. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of gleeks, did you mm-hmm. consider yourself a gleek at the time, Eve? Or were you too busy being a twihard? I think I was, that took up most of my emotional yeah, energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was mainly a Twilight stan mm-hmm. um, at the time. I don't know if I, I think I might have had a Glee t-shirt back in the, back in the day. Now, um, are you sure that wasn't a Glee Club Falcara t-shirt that you had? I uh, know. Were you guys no. in the Glee Club? Even, I, I, was. I was not oh, in the Glee Club. Oh, you were in the Glee Club. Oh my I wasn't in the Glee Club. Oh my gosh, Eve was, was cool. Briefly. Eve was like a Santana. <laughs> I desperately wanted to be in the Glee Club, but my family were going on holiday. Oh. <laughs> so I could I couldn't be in the Glee Club. Oh my gosh, club. Yeah, sorry. You got, <laughs> yeah, you got literally. shipped off. <laughs> Simon and listeners, this was like um, a summer camp thingy that happened in our local youth club. Um like maybe it happened a couple of years in a row but I, I don't know if I I feel like I only I think did it had the, the big production was one yeah one year. I feel like I only did it that one year and it was an experience I'll tell you that much oh my gosh what did you do the, like did you do a was it like a musical night or um we production? we did like a performance at the end and did like different musical numbers with like choreography and everything and I feel like there was maybe some moments of acting was there? I feel like I'm thinking of the big extravaganza that was put on that was like a play, like a musical play. Was it? Was there a plot? Because had... I've really like wiped so much of this out of my mind. Maybe memory, you weren't honest. in it that year. Um oh. but they put it on in, in the Dunlewy. No, oh, yeah, like, I do I do center. remember, yeah, like it being a big thing, like on a stage and all There but... was a whole plot and there was like a subplot that was like Annie, like the musical Annie. Yes. But yeah, then that was it was when also there was also a plot about a sheep yeah. who was sentient. All sheep are sentient. Oh my God, it's coming. Like, it's, it's this so sounds very Donny Gall. Yeah, I don't know yeah the sheep was like. called Sean and he wanted rights. Um, and yeah. he was like, oh my God, it's literally, and literally coming flooding back to me now. Yeah, that was did Sean get there was sheep rights? Was he looking for sheep rights or? I just rights? remember there sheep? was this one, this one specific scene where all the sheep did this. The, really uh, dramatic I choreo say to say really care about us. Yeah, that. Oh my god! Yes, I remember that. Yeah, a socio-political <laughs> moment in the Donegal 
wow, landscape. That's, it will, yeah. It is in, still in the books. You just like yeah. sparked hidden memories in me. I'm um, so jealous I didn't get to see this. It sounds like a brilliant there dream. There is right? a DVD of it somewhere please in my house. Don't spread that information, Eve. The camera. Oh my gosh, please spread that information. Was, this is my favorite thing about this whole experience is that I bought the DVD at the time because I all my friends are in it. And I was like, oh, this is um whoever was filming it now I don't know like no disrespect to whoever was responsible the camera falls over <laughs> for like a good 10 seconds in the middle of it and then you can hear the guy being like oh no I would like to see the tape and please. experience <laughs> I will I would like to see it. I um, remember if I can find it. Oh god. I remember like they did a, a screening, like the premiere of the DVD, like in, in our local youth youth club as well. And just like oh, I just remember being so embarrassed and like hiding my head, co- trying to cover my ears because I didn't want like I had a little mini solo in it and I feel like it was terrible. Maybe it wasn't, but I remember thinking it was terrible at the time. Um oh my god, in, in, in the Destiny Child song. Survivor, yeah. Oh my god. Then it would be and uh that was, you were good. I remember that. Was actually. I thank you. Because I yes. I genuinely can tell you because I, I remember feeling like I was bad at the time, but I mean maybe I was fine. But um yeah, I just remember being really shone through oh, in the production. Thanks. I remember my outfit because it was terrible. I remember that vividly. Were you a sheep? No, I wasn't. I was not oh, a sheep. I'm I was so just sorry. like some guy. I don't know. Yeah, there was a really interesting like human animal crossover element mm. that wasn't really explained. Oh, like a um, romance movie. Was like a really no, not even that, but like the the animals and the humans seem to interact. Like, was like, it something like? Sorry, it's literally all, you know. all coming back to me now. Was it something like a like a reality or no, or like a singing competition thing? And then there was like it a was Simon the X Kyle. Factor. Yeah, and like the sheep was like, oh, I don't want to be like. Like so, it was the sheep were like metaphors for like you know cogs in the pop industry or whatever. Am I remembering that correctly? And then, I think and then yeah, an the Annie sheep was like, I want to be in the X Factor, and then this sounds like. And so I remember they sang a version. Someone who was playing the Miss what's her name in Hannigan. Miss Minchin in Miss Hannigan. Yeah, that's her oh. name in Annie. Um, and she sang a version of Maggie May by Rod Stewart. And it was it because was... the child who played Annie had stolen her doll money. And that yeah. was the whole focus of oh, the song. They rewrote the song. Tried in my... Oh my gosh. When was this put on? She's... Was it 2009? <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> I think like... it was after. Yeah, it would have been after, but it was probably like. Glee would have needed to. Oh, yeah, yeah to create a Glee. Glee club, had like its moment. Thing. Wait. 2009 I was 12 it was probably like 2011 yeah because I feel like it had 2011 on the t-shirts anyway I'll cut out that silence don't worry wow um (laughs) yeah I think we need it to just have a moment to think about it so I think that the silence for the audience to to just like I want to talk about process everything we've just said (laughs) yeah um, there wasn't that much LGBT representation in that one ironically we don't (laughs) The sheep never identified. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was, well, I mean, it kind of was, but it was like just a bunch of like closeted gay kids. It was very camp. Yeah. It was high camp. Yeah. But 
you know. Oh, it was definitely it like campery. Um, anyway, so Glee, uh, let's get into it. Yeah, yes. so let's start with Kurt. What's up with him? <laughs> Who's he? What's up with that guy? Yeah. What's he? <laughs> so yeah, Kurt obviously like is very like um openly gay, gay like feminine kind of camp character. Interestingly, mm. he's not openly gay at, the, at start. the start of the show. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And everybody, he has this weird um, arc with one of the other characters who kind of gets infatuated with him. Mercedes, mm-hmm. who's a, a woman, gets infatuated with him um, and he doesn't want to tell her he's gay. And like he, the first person that he comes out to in the whole thing is her yeah. because she's that that he won't go out with her. Um, but like obviously that first season his whole arc is like coming to terms with it even mm. though he's like he's bullied pretty severely yeah. which is like a, a running theme throughout the whole show um mm. but it's about kind of him coming out which i think is it's like an interesting thing because everyone watching it was like oh well, this guy's obviously gay and like he's very feminine he very much presents himself in a way that you might read as queer but like i think it's that's an interesting arc as well because like just because somebody is obviously queer Mm. that doesn't make the coming out experience any less stressful for them and I feel like sometimes that Mm -hmm. that can be minimized for LGBT people of like oh well like everyone knew that anyway and I'm like that doesn't make it any less difficult yeah because it's like that you know it could be obvious to everyone else doesn't mean it's obvious to that person like it's it still Mm. can be something that they yeah you know take a while to figure out or whatever and then also yeah like that kind of um oh I mean yeah I knew that like obviously or like people being like oh like just come out already like you're so obviously gay blah 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 is like it can be quite harmful I feel like to people and is like very dismissive as well of like when someone's like oh I finally feel comfortable enough to say like yeah I'm I'm, I'm gay or whatever because just be like, yeah, mm, be yeah whatever, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, like him coming out, um, on the show, and like him coming out to his dad as well. I feel like, like at the time, that was still, you know, a big moment, you know, for the kids. Yeah. Yeah, um, because like I feel like there weren't that many. Like, I feel like Glee, even though it was, like, 15 rated or 12 rated or whatever, mm. so it wasn't technically a show for kids. Um, but, like, all the songs, like, all the marketing around it was very much, like, kid-friendly. Yeah. Kid-friendly, like, all mm-hmm. the songs had, like, any explicit words, like, marked out and whatever. Even though there was cursing on the show, mm. they had the songs all radio friendly and kid friendly. Yeah, so, so that they could sell. A huge part of it was or... marketed towards young people. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you have all these kind of like really, like at the time groundbreaking, like arcs of like queer representation. Cause like that would have always been seen as like not suitable for young yeah. people or like really explicit. Like and like, even like we content. said, like the Falcara Glee situation, mm-hmm. like it, like in communities that were like traditionally quite conservative with regard to like that kind those kind of topics and like even in school like if you'd been talking in a classroom setting about like you know 
LGBT issues, like that would have been a completely different reaction. Yeah. However, everybody was watching Glee and everyone was enjoying yeah. Glee and consuming that content and nobody was like talking critically about those characters as such, but like the issues were still really I don't know, it was just like an interesting way of marketing it. Yeah. 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 That's very true. Um I had a thought in my brain. There's so much to cover. Um, (laughs) As in, like, when you, like, look at it, you're like, whoa, because, like, Kurt is such a journey. Yeah. But I guess all of them do, because there's, like, what, six seasons? All of them are, like, around 20-ish episodes Mm. as well. So there's, like, so much that happens. Um, One of the things I guess I remember most about, like, when I think about Kurt is specifically the, like, Born This Way episode, because I just remember, like, lots of, like, photos and videos of people wearing those like likes men tops um oh, like, like real people Lebanese after as well yeah like I just I specifically remember seeing like Glee the 3D tour mm. um and there were like all these like people because that was a big thing about Glee at the time as well wasn't it it was like embrace your inner loser or embrace the parts of you that are mm. different and they really tried to push that mm. and that's why it got so confusing because half the time it felt like it was making fun of that shit in like a like satirical like campy way and then half the times it felt like it was being really serious and you could never yeah. quite tell like I, which parts were yeah, which kind of I think trying that to do a bit of both both it flips back and forth between Mm. really serious sensitive issues and nonsense yeah like like tongue-in-cheek confusing yeah Yeah. and it goes very quickly so it almost like takes away from the the gravity of the actual Mm. sensitive issues that are being dealt with and i feel like sometimes they they do that quite well like kind of strike the right balance and then other times just like not at all <laughs> yeah yeah um, i think what you said about sort of them trying to cover every social issue under mm. the sun i feel like especially in the later seasons like there are just episodes which is like we're going to cover this but in a one episode arc which and it's like you can't cover like issues like i don't know like school shootings or like transgender awareness or something in like an episode arc you need that to be like fleshed out by characters over multiple yeah. series as well so they very yeah. rarely like come to a conclusion on anything also they're like here's also the thing that. it's happening here's a bunch of people interacting with it and then you're like okay what's the message and they're yeah, like yeah yeah that's true i don't know <laughs> <laughs> ryan murphy was like I, I just heard it in a bar somewhere he like searches <laughs> things that are trending on twitter and then just like that's sort of this gets in. people to write episodes yeah yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Um, were you gonna? Do you have any favorite Kurt moments? Sorry if someone was gonna say a point, no, please no, say no, that instead. I don't <laughs> want to jump ahead too much on Kurt's journey, but I do think, um, Kurt and Blaine, um, are have a very special place in my heart, um, as like a glee moment. I think mm. it's a very sweet relationship, and I think it's quite nice to see the gay teens having a nice time yeah um because and it wasn't in this like real scandalized kind of way it was just like this really sweet wholesome yeah definitely. relationship that like wasn't treated that differently to the straight to other relationships on the show and that was so unusual like obviously you had you know and Blaine was this character that like he was also openly gay but he's so comfortable with his sexuality and he's really embraced by his friends nobody cares mm. 
there's also a weird classist thing going on there and that Blaine goes to a private school and it's implied that, oh, he goes to a private school. So everyone's like wealthy and well-educated. And so nobody's homophobic there. And I'm like, mm, don't know about that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's a whole other thing. But they have this really sweet, like very accessible, straightforward, lovely relationship, which I feel like is one of the few moments of like just nice queer joy yeah. in glee that doesn't come with like you know a second trauma. trauma yeah well like there is later but like in that first little arc that they have yeah it's, it's like yeah it's nice and I, I can imagine how lovely that was like I at the time had not realized that I was one day to be a gay <laughs> but um I, as like someone who you know was at the time like maybe had realized that they were gay mm. and like was watching that like that must have been lovely to see that like oh yeah like this is a possibility like this is a thing it doesn't always have to be this big scandalized thing you can just be two teenagers having like a nice simple teenage yeah like a little cute relationship like, yeah you know yeah mm. and I feel yeah I feel like that relationship was probably like um of groundbreaking as well in terms of like representation on like you know popular mainstream tv and stuff like like them going to the prom together even like dancing together at prom and stuff or did they get like voted as prom king and queen or something wasn't that a thing uh kurt was elected prom queen but that was that was like a bullying thing yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) never mind he was like, "Wow, this is so progressive." No, no. <laughs> but like the, but the way the they did, the, the, like, yeah. So obviously, yeah, homophobic bullying exists, so that's okay. Yeah. Um, but the way that, like, they just like, um, kind of were just like, yeah, well, you know what, fuck you. It's like, we're just gonna dance together anyway. You know, I feel like that's quite yeah. nice to see, and was like, yeah you know not something you saw um, a lot of at the time Simon I feel like you have very different feelings about Clean. I was gonna say I was like am I allowed to be like I aggressively don't ship Clean? yeah um, share your thoughts really, and really oh my God. really don't like them <laughs> if it helps I used to fight with people in school about this because like <laughs> lots of people I knew would be like it's such beautiful gay love and I would be like they're such a bad couple <laughs> I just um oh my god I mean I've ugh, <laughs> I think oh one really frustrating thing just on Clean as a whole because I do agree with you I think at the start Clean is nice and it's like this is a very wholesome it's very nice to see Kurt become happier because he was in such a bad yeah. place mm. um my one issue I had at the start was that like Clean was seen as like the only way to be a gay couple and it was like upheld as like kind of like this like amazing like oh my gosh, Curtin Blaine saved the gay agenda. <laughs> um, and I think as a young queer person, they just um, annoyed me. Oh. <laughs> and I think I annoyed how much maybe as well, in, maybe it was because I was so involved in the Glee fandom and Tumblr and stuff, how much like aggressive um, like shipping there was by like straight women being like, oh my gosh, they're like the perfect couple and they have all these things. And it was like, okay, yes, but also you're saying this while not considering, like, lots of their flaws where they, like, cheat on each other. um, Yeah. Have, like, a lot of, like, toxicity within their relationship. Um, Like, I just don't think Blaine's that good a person. (laughs) In the later seasons, it is a 
mess like Blaine yeah it is a junk yeah because <laughs> there there is the whole thing of like Kurt's like I'm really busy for like two weeks and then Blaine is like I have been driven into the arms of another man <laughs> and it, it's just, everyone's like oh Blaine we understand that and I'm like no oh, like don't yeah, yeah, yeah. on your boyfriend and then also I oh, that's when yeah. I started to hate them because I think that's when oh yeah at that point I'm like this is like, nah. yeah People who I knew were still like, they need to be together forever and they have to get back. And I was like, but they, like, he cheated on him after, as you said, two weeks. Like, that is not in any way a healthy relationship with communication. And then, like, when they, like, meet up again at the wedding, isn't, like, Blaine, or sorry, Kurt sort of seeing someone as well? Yeah. Um, and then they, like, sort of, like, get together and their relationship is just built. Like, whenever they get together for the final time, Blaine che- cheats on Kar- Karofsky as well. So it's just, yeah. like, based on cheating. And I just didn't like that about them and never shipped them. <laughs> yeah, no, in the later seasons, I'm like, no. Also, what Glee tends to do with its couples, even though they're all canonically, like, 22 by the end, it's like, mm. oh why don't we just marry them off? And it's just like everybody, yeah. <laughs> like ev- all of them are getting married. And I'm like, they're like in their early 20s and they all like go to college and drop out and then get married and then just get back into college like straight away. Yep. And it's like, okay. Yeah, that was one thing My me and my housemate were talking about Glee because as a house, we do discuss Glee and we watch lots of those compilations which are like um, one line for every Glee episode out of context <laughs> and stuff like that because we just find it such a hilariously awful but fascinating show all in one. Um, and one thing they were saying was that um, th- their lives are so convenient, like so much, so m- many times things will be like, um, oh, like I'm just going to sporadically move to New York, and instead of the like intense planning and like sweeping and like having to like save every mm-hmm. pu- like dime of money, they just like find this amazing apartment. Like Santana gets to be like an understudy on Funny Girl just by like showing up yeah. to like a callback <laughs> despite no professional training. Um, and again, it's that weird like what part of this is satire, <laughs> and what part of this is like aspiration? Mm, yeah, because it's as well. I feel like none of the characters there's maybe one or two characters that they're like this character is extremely wealthy but like not all of them and a lot of them are Mm -hmm. like it's openly said like oh i'm from a very working class background and i'm like how are you moving to new york and going to these private american colleges yeah Yeah. like willy-nilly like and then dropping out of them and then joining (laughs) and getting married at like two weeks notice and it's i don't know right yeah is ohio just like like insane (laughs) (laughs) very possibly um that being said though i fully agree with what you said at the start eve which is if you can switch off to like looking at it with a serious lens it's so fun yeah it's a lot of fun to watch so stupid and campy yeah i feel like you Um, need to just go into it with like just not taking anything seriously and just like allowing for the all the like ridiculousness you know Mm -hmm. um yes yeah um (laughs) Yes. Um, one thing I wanted to just quickly say on Kurt, and I don't know if this like is maybe another topic in itself, is that I just adore his dad as a whole. Yeah, um, I think he, I think Bert just has like a such a nice like it, not even really an arc because like he says pretty much like good things after the first like couple of episodes. I think most of the way through. Correct me, Eve, if I'm wrong. Because I feel no, like you're a Bert better is solid. Like, yeah, yeah like he just he gives off that very um like trying his best at all times energy mm-hmm. and I really appreciate that and he 
like how like the process of like him coming out to his dad and stuff is like as like a young queer person was very like affirming and like um made me feel good and to be honest what because I rewatched it again today even like how it went down I was like oh like because I only recently came out to my parents in what like November um and it was actually kind of a similar process where he was like oh well that's fine Mm -hmm. like I mean it, that's who you are and as long as like that's not going to change anything about my love for you and it it still made me quite emotional I guess yeah. because I was like oh like th- I think Bert and Kurt's relationship is really great and that is probably one of my favorite thing about Kurt as a character is that he gets to interact with Bert a lot. yeah they <laughs> um, have a lovely like, yeah yeah I really like their relationship yeah um yeah well so whenever he first comes out to him he is kind of like I mean I don't love it but you know like but then he can't the exact quote (laughs) he does the wee banjo solo (laughs) Um, but then as it goes on he's like big ally big supporter like fully embraces it like you Mm -hmm. know which is really nice I think one of the best scenes for me is the one with like Finn and he like calls him like the F-bomb the Mm -hmm. F-slur um and um with Bert just like immediately being like we don't do that in my house yeah, and I, I think that that's scene. when you fully see that like it like I guess like clicks for Bert as well because it's, it's not in the first season or something the second season that's in like the second season I think mm. or maybe it is the f- it, first season like whenever the no, parents it is, start going second. out so yeah it's that second yeah, season Kurt, yeah Kurt's dad starts going out with Finn's mom um and they move in together and like it is it's it's a weird arc because Kurt is kind of actively pursuing Finn at this point yeah that's true um and then Finn reacts the slur Mm. um and obviously I think Bert's reaction is so great because he's immediately like even though he's like I love this woman but I'm not having any homophobic behavior in my house get out and he's that's just Mm -hmm. it and he just puts the relationship on hold because of that and like I think that was just like an unequivocal show of support which was like really really cool yeah Um, and it's one of the only times that there's like homophobia within the glee club kind of thing yeah yeah and for it to be mm-hmm. shut down so entirely i think was a nice way to handle it mm. yeah. god yeah and i yeah. remember seeing that on tv at the time as well and being like wow like i don't know i was like quite affected by it so yeah no no, yeah. no yeah it's one of the scenes that i remember mm. most um I just was thinking about it, like it literally just popped into my head there, but Loki was Finn the most homophobic member of the Glee Club? Because wasn't Finn also the one who like... Expo- he like, out Santana. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Finn like... Finn is problematic. Problematic, yeah. 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 yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, fuck you, Finn. And then other times where I'm like, oh, but, but love you. I don't know. <laughs> in traditional Ryan Murphy style, it is kind of just like the characters' morals switch depending on what we need to tell about them, like that episode mm. as well. Because I feel like there are definitely times when Finn probably is supportive. I can't remember because it's been I think a while. He grows but like, as it goes on, you know. Yeah. And like, because it definitely just feels like sometimes characters will be so chill with the gay thing until they need like a homophobia plotline, <laughs> and then they just yeah. suddenly are mm. back on their anger. <laughs> See, a lot of the like homophobia plotlines as well. There's like actual homophobia, 
that happens mm-hmm. but then there's also will schuster being like i want everyone to explore their gender expression yeah. um, in front of the entire school and if you don't do it you're suspended from the glee club <laughs> so if you're a guy i need you to come in in a tight fitting skirt and walk around in front of all your friends or else you're suspended yeah and then the guys are like i don't really want to do that and then everyone's like homophobe and like that's just how it's handled <laughs> oh, and it's just yeah that's yeah. so true yeah will is just oh don't, don't get me started it's a no from me <laughs> it's three no's um, it's three no's yeah. <laughs> you're no not making it through yeah. judges houses uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah what was i gonna say um five hours later you know <laughs> oh my god i agree That's our music again. um as she should no i've lost my point something about um was it about finn was it about bert was it about kurt no glee clips um will she still making everyone express their sexualities at all times Oh, so she's just power trip throughout it's the gone. series. Oh, we'll, we'll come back to Will. We'll we're coming. Back to <laughs> I Will. have I have things to say. He has many I things have... to oh, say. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got to stick around to the end of the podcast yeah. to hear. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, class, do we, right? did we want to mention just um, Karofsky as well, like as a branch of the the Kurt? Yes. Or, yeah. Um, because that's yeah very messy um, so Dave Karofsky is the bully and he is very horrible to Kurt um, and like obviously like physically and verbally intimidates mm. him over a very long period yeah, just of time really horrible. Um, he threatens to kill him at one point yeah. um, mm-hmm. and this all culminates in one really heated exchange where Kurt won't back down um, and then Dave kisses Kurt which yeah. I get is an issue in that like Kurt is not does not want that to happen or is not yeah. interested mm-hmm. um, I feel like it also muddies the water a little bit on the whole like queer rep thing because mm-hmm. it's like again it's like groundbreaking someone can be LGBT and also like bullying the living daylights. And it's like almost seen as like, not quite a justification, but it's like, oh, well like that explains why he's behaving this way. And it's like, okay, no, like that needs to be separated from mm-hmm. his arc as a, a gay person. Cause like he, he's abusive. Like, so yeah. it's, it's not really, it's very messy, mm-hmm. but he later kind of, he, he gets his stuff together and apologizes, but he also has like, a really sad arc where he mm-hmm. tries to take his own life at one point. Yeah, when he's um, like outed. Yeah, he gets. Uh, yeah, he mm-hmm. gets out. No, he he gets kind of found out because um, he's okay, out yeah, with yeah. Kurt. Yes, um, yeah. trying to kind of go on a date with Kurt, um, and somebody sees him and yeah, he's found out, and then he tries to take his own life. Um, like really heavy. Very very heavy. Yeah. Um, just a very I don't know if it's necessarily handled his character is mm. handled the best it seems to be like all of the negative elements that could come with a, having a gay character are just put on this one guy yeah um, and it's yeah like that kind messy. of stereotype of like oh like 
you know, someone's homo being a big homophobe, it's like, oh, well, they're probably just gay and they can't accept it themselves. Which, like, you know, obviously that does happen sometimes in life, but... Also, like, like, gay people are way more likely to be harmed than to be, like, the ones perpetrating yeah, homophobia. So and it's I like, think it takes away from that discussion. Yeah, you know? kind so. of a harmful stereotype, I guess. See, on the Krofsky thing, um, I feel like... <laughs> I don't, strangely, I like kind of have a, not a different opinion because I fully agree with like the condemning of like his actions and what he did. Um, but I do find his character one of the like most interesting characters in like the Glee universe um, as a whole. Um, and I sort of, when I was talking about like talking to myself on the microphone thing, I was sort of like fleshing out my own feelings by talking them aloud. Um, and I sort of came to the realization that I think why I find his character so interesting and just like so like tragically like um yeah I guess like fascinating but also like sort of relatable in a weird way um is I guess for me personally when I was watching Glee it was what like early 2010s I had not come to terms with my sexuality even if I was aware of it um and I felt a lot of self-loathing and upset around being a gay man and Obviously, that is a huge theme within Dave's storyline is that he does not like who he is and mm. um, takes that to the extreme by obviously trying to take his own life. Like, that's how upset he is around that. Um, and there was kind of, like, very emotional moments because, like, we watched a, like, video compilation of, like, 10 of the most, like, important LGBT moments in Glee. And one of them is sort of, like, the whole Karofsky taking his own life storyline. Um, mm. And it started to really upset me. Um, like watching it on the sofa like an hour and a half ago and I realized it's because that's how I felt at that time not to the same mm. extent I was not in a place of suicide or anything like that but I very much felt a lot of self-hatred for the fact that I was gay mm. um, and that I was having those feelings myself um, and so I definitely think obviously condemn a lot of the problematic and bad stuff he does but I think it would, I think part of the reason I probably disliked Clean so much is because they were a gay couple who got to be happy. And realistically, as much as there is stuff in Kurt and Blaine's storylines about struggles being gay people, they are both quite happy and able to um, like outwardly express that they're gay and they're comfortable with that in themselves. Whereas Karofsky wasn't. And I found that like something that was a little bit more like relatable and like I was able to latch onto, if that makes mm. sense. Yeah, yeah, that I makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just that was a thought I had during the break. <laughs> it yeah, wasn't a I jolly think one. As well, like people's experience of like realizing or recognizing that they are gay or you know queer in any way, it isn't always as linear as as Kurt's situation. And even though it's nice to see Kurt being like. I am gay. I have always known I am gay. I came out to my dad. He still loves me. Mm -hmm. I found a nice boyfriend, whatever. Like, that's nice. But, like, there is that side to it where, like, there's, like, so much. And I think with Karofsky especially, like, it's really obvious that it, like, all stems from, like, a lot of, like, toxic masculinity mm. and internalized homophobia. And, like, I, I, I think there's, like, an arc where, like, his parents aren't very happy with him being gay like in the later seasons or like they're quite religious or something um and they don't really approve um so like obviously it is important to show that there is that side of it like it's not even though it's really important to show like 
like I said, like queer joy and like things working mm-hmm. out for gay people. Mm-hmm. That's just not always the case. And I think yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like Karofsky yeah. does kind of represent that more. Yeah. sort of. Yeah. Like, but I kind, I kind of agree with what you're saying as well. Like it's, if anything more just upsetting than anything that all of that's put onto one character. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's like, a lot. Yeah, it's, like, very difficult to be, like, obviously, I get, like, it's a sensible storyline to be, like, he is first the homophobic bully and then the, like, queer, like, it it all comes from a place of, like, actual self-loathing and stuff like that. But, yeah, Mm. it just kind of sucks that, like, he is the, like, negative experience as a whole because no other character, from what I can remember, has quite as, like, much bad trauma stuff around him as that. Um, And I don't know. I just felt sorry for him. And then in the later seasons, whenever he ends up with Blaine and then Blaine just, like, cheats on him I think it just made me hate Clint even more I was like uh. yeah (laughs) yeah I mean yeah no it definitely does suck for him but but I guess like you know it kind of makes sense I guess for his character like yeah you know the 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 journeys that he takes like because of like and he's he's very I think he comes across quite um well by the end like he comes across like a character who's been on a journey by the end of the sort of series and I think he has quite like he has to me like such an interesting like actual arc like I think he goes from being probably the most hated character in season two to being like someone who's finally comfortable with themselves and that's just really nice to see Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so big up Dave (laughs) (laughs) Kurofsky for the win so guys um we are gonna have to split this episode in two because (gasps) it's very long so we're going to end here and tune in in probably in the next couple of days we'll upload part two um so yeah where we'll be talking about um santana and um will schuster trans representation representation and glee and Mm -hmm. um things like that so make sure you tune in because it's very exciting Eve's going to talk us through um, her her mystery yeah. list at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, it's a roller coaster, you guys. Yeah. You're going to want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh so, yeah. Um, do we say our fucking all social medias and stuff again? Or can we just... Can I copy and paste this thing? <laughs> Um, Hi, um, so we actually have already recorded the second half of the episode, so Kiva is going to copy and paste our social medias in here. So yeah, our socials uh, are at gay2zpod, G-A-Y-T-O-Z-P-O-D on Instagram and Twitter, gay2zpod at gmail.com. Drop us a line. We want to have some emails in our inbox, please. Simon, what's your social media? Oh, my socials. Um, are um, at give with the ginger g-i-b-b-o-t-h-e-g-i-n-g-e-r on everything um, come follow me there <laughs> yes and I am Keeves K-E-V no fuck K-E-E-V-E-Z on Instagram and Keeves underscore on Twitter and that's me Eve where can the people find you your music your social media you can find me on like Eve Bell on all the streaming platforms, whichever one you like. Um, and then on Twitter, if you want to hear my like insane ramblings um, and opinions uh, and on Instagram and TikTok and everything, it's just at Eve Bell songs. So 
yeah, that's where I am. Thank you, Simon. Okay, thank you, everyone. That was so okay, fun. Bye. <laughs> bye. See you soon.